Welcome to Dodgers Daily. Casey Porter here. So glad that you decided to tune in. Fans, we have a very, very, very special guest today. Peyton Martin, flame-throwing right-handed pitcher in the Dodgers organization, joins Dodgers Daily. So Peyton, as I bring you in, I'm going to put you on the spot right away. What was the highest velo that you recorded this year? Um, pretty sure I got 98. That was my top this year. 98. Okay, that's good because, hey, if you go to Dodgers Daily social media, just search Peyton Martin and you will see that I think I listed on that post that you hit that 98 that day, that you hit 97 and then confirmed it later that you hit 98. So, hey, let's dive right into this. Okay, obviously you got drafted in the 17th round. I have no earthly idea how you, you lasted that long to the 17th round. I'm just telling you guys, this young man is going to be a rock star with the Los Angeles Dodgers. He is absolutely awesome. He is Mr. Electric on the mound. So now that you've gone through it, you know, we're going to get into it. You had to shut it down in July due to some some injury type stuff. But now that you've gone through at least half of a season professionally, what things did you go into thinking, hey, I'm good enough to be a professional with? What things did you confirm that, yes, I am good enough? Um, I'd say my, my mental state on the mound, like um, the confidence has always been there. Um, but the beginning of the season, I had a – real bad issue of calling on pitches like I sucked I honestly was like the worst it was bad um but I think the the confidence actually kind of overlooked that and helped me out because uh every time I was going on the mound I was like yeah I'm better than this guy I'm about to attack him go after him and that kind of helped me out but uh I think this next upcoming upcoming year I think it'll be a lot better Okay, so some of the things this year, you know, you got to California, you got started. What were the things that you were most excited about when you got started? Obviously, you got off to just a smoking hot start. Two out of your first three months, you had an ERA less than one. So what were the, some of the things that, that you were excited about starting your first professional season? I don't know. I feel like that that professional vibe, um, like, you know, you have fans in high school. Obviously, I don't care, like, about, like, like how many people are there and stuff, but that adrenaline you get is unreal. So when I'm on the mound, like it feels like my heart's like in my throat and I can pitch a lot better. And that's where the velo comes in too. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, in high school, you got to score a walk off. I believe it was a, a pass ball that you scored on for a walk off to give your team a victory. So that was obviously an incredible amount of adrenaline. Did you have any moment like that, just one particular moment where you just kind of felt like it was an adrenaline rush that was super fun? Um, so my family came down. It was my mom, dad, girlfriend, and my sister. I think, yeah, came down for my debut. And oh, wow. Really yeah, cool. My, my actual first pitch uh, was a wild pitch, <laughs> and it went over the catcher. I think Galise was catching, and there was no chance of him catching. It was like – 96 over Drew Jones. And I was like, oh, dang, I got to settle down here. But, yeah, the, the rush was real right there. Were there any nerves? Of course, you've been in huge moments in high school, but you went straight from high school to professional ball. Were there any nerves? Um, There were – oh, man, I'd say until game two. I mean, that whole Visalia game, my debut, that was like – that was a big nerve game. Um. And that's the first time in, like, my life where I've been nervous and, like, scared. Well, not scared, but, like, like everything was, like, tingling and stuff. And then after I got out of the third inning and they took me out, I was like, oh, well, we're good to go now. And the second game came and I was, like, good to go. So, so the confidence, you can see the confidence come through in this interview. 
Peyton Martin, you know, hey, it's, it's that fine line of, of just having a totally confident but yet humble persona to you. How in the world, I mean, who did who developed that into you? You just absolutely mastered that part of it. So where did all that come from and how did it develop? Uh, I'm just going to have to say my mom. Yeah, she kind of just taught me all that, how to keep my composure and stuff. Um, oh, there's always been people that, you know, doubt and run their mouth and stuff. But as long as you're doing good, that's – that's the only backup you need. You got off to a great start. I mentioned it. ERA in April, 077. Your ERA in, in June was fantastic. You were having a good July, and you had eight strikeouts and just one walk in seven innings. Then you get put on the development list. You know, a lot of times it's a smaller injury-type deal. I know you're supposed to come back and forth, but talk about that process. Um, July was probably my, my worst month because that last game I pitched through that the injury or whatever. And, uh, but it was my first time being like, actually, I don't know how to say it, actually put on the developmental list yeah. and something like going on. Um, but it didn't take long and then I was good to go. They sent me to uh, Arizona and I did my rehab there on my PT and everything was good to go. And I'm just ready for next season now. Take us through what your pitch mix looks like right now. Well, right now it's, it's just a fastball. Um, and then my slider got up to 91. Wow. One. And that came out of nowhere because I, I went to the Dodgers throwing like 83 as a slider. I was like, oh, that was crazy. Wow. But uh, they actually um, they helped me with my changeup. And before I came home, I threw one changeup in rehab. And it looked pretty nasty. So that gave me a little confidence for next year. Fantastic. So changeup, slider, fastball, that's what you're going with? Yeah, there's, a, there's always the curveball. But... I guess we'll see how that, that lands on the progression with that. Talk of a cut or any? Nah. nah. No? Okay, nah. good. Good. So take us through what your off-season routine looks like. So they have my, my little game plan or whatever, or my uh, off-season conduct thing. Mm-hmm. I wake up, and I'm like uh, a big omelet maker now, big eggs and turkey and stuff. So I'll get that situated. Um, like a basic day, I'd get up, work out. Um, I'm building my own facility down the road. It's, it's called Peyton Martin Performance. Nice. I'll be able to work out there, but I work out at two spots, RCR, and then there's Triangle Fitness that I'll go to, and then I'll throw. I mean, um, I got like the wood the wood boards I do my plyos on, and I do my bands and stuff. And then I'll lightly toss with either friends. And then when I get to moderate, I mean, sometimes my mom will throw with me, which is kind of nice. Oh, wow. Uh, and then besides that, like today – I'm going tonight with my girlfriend to go see Theo Vaughn, <laughs> one of his shows. Wow. So, nice. Very nice. Um, Very nice. Ever go back to the high school and, and see all the boys and maybe throw a bullpen or two? Yeah. Yeah. Um, not so much the guys are there right now. Um, I have one guy I'll throw with every once in a while, but most of my friends are in college now. So, like Lucas Manning, I'll mm-hmm. probably throw some with him. Reed Withers, we'll throw together. Um and then Jack Vest is the one in high school right now. I just go and toss with him whenever. Yeah. So, hey, mention, you know, you had the walk-off, the, the wild pitch that, that you actually scored on. The helmet went flying, all that. It was an awesome moment. So, take us, you know, mention high school there in Clemens, North Carolina. What what was your number one memory coming out of that? Oh, number one memory? Yeah. Well, now that I think about it, this might seem crazy, but it's when we lost in the state playoffs. That was oh. probably my best memory. Because I got to see like all the true emotions of my friends and how we all felt about each other. 
And uh, that was like our last time playing on the field together. So uh, I'd say that was probably one of my best memories in high school. So talk about, you know, the culture of the Dodgers and, and getting brought into this organization and the types of stuff that they have done to help you. Well, the Dodgers are just unreal, to be honest. The developmental is just like that state is insane. Like you can take the worst player ever and send them to the Dodgers and they'll become like Babe Ruth. But uh, it's been nice. I mean, they've told me everything I've done wrong whenever I'm doing it. And they're not afraid to tell you nothing. Even though it's a chill environment, it's still like they'll tell you what you're doing wrong right on the spot. And uh, they're always straight up with me, which I like. Like if I'm sucking, I want you to tell me that I'm sucking. But uh, I mean, they tell me what I need to do to get better and I do it. And then we're good to go, you know. What's the number one thing you were most excited about last year? Last year? Oh, um, I'd say getting to know all the guys, especially the Latin guys. Like, yeah. Uh, in Instructs last year, like when I got drafted, I wasn't like – I mean, I talk a lot. Uh, I'm a big talker at the complex. But uh, <laughs> I didn't really get to know all the Latin guys. I guess I was like kind of nervous. But then I got there and like got – involved in their culture and stuff and it's it's unlike anything it's pretty nice so talk about that rancho team you guys made it to of course you're on the development list at the time but you guys made it all the way to the finals and so that was a really cool and you had some elite catchers you know simon reed and and tyrone lorenzo and jesus calise jorge uh, jorge puerta so talk about that team that's a pretty awesome team wasn't it oh yeah especially that that peak quakes when we went on that like 15 game win streak that was nice with uh, Chris Newell, and yeah, that dude's unreal, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, big time, big time. Yeah, he has some serious power and a lot of wheels, doesn't he? Yeah, and it's like he's not even trying. Yeah, you ever have to throw batting practice to him, like in spring training or anything? Yeah, we did live abs. He hit a bomb off of you? No, no, no. That's the that's the flex I have against him. Oh, you got a little smack talk going with him? Oh, no. Actually, yeah, all the time. All the time. Him, uh, it was me, him, Nevin, and Rubeck was like, and Sean McClain all all the time, smack talk, 24-7. Hey, I tell people all the time, Sean McClain's going to turn your head. You ever watch that dude field some ground balls at shortstop? I know you were a middle infielder, so I'm sure whenever you see all of your your teammates take ground balls, first of all, you're probably jealous that they get to do it still. But, man, that dude can field, can he? Yeah, so we were in Lake Elsinore, and I think it was actually when I was going – oh, my bad. No, you're good. You're good, man. <laughs> my, um, And he was actually injured too, I think. I think he wasn't yeah. playing. And we were in the outfield. He said, oh, I heard you played shortstop. I was like, oh, yeah. Well, let's, let's go to the outfield and field some ground balls. And we're talking over some stuff, how he did some things. And uh, I feel like I impressed him a little bit, hopefully. Oh, nice, nice. Hey, by the way, though, and I know you are a studious – young man for the game of baseball but you will not outstudy sean mcclain there is nobody his age that knows more about the game of baseball no no it's unreal and especially because like his brothers are yeah. just good too so it's like that whole family is just insane at baseball yeah so talk about some of the conversations you guys have had just talking about the game and how that's helped you well one thing is it's like the thing that is honestly amazing is um when, like, the older guys will come out that have played for the Dodgers in the past, like uh, Honeycutt. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's – Were it's, you there when Joe Kelly came? No. Oh. I left 
before, and I was, I mean, I was there when Julio was there. He pitched right before me. I closed that game, which was nice. But uh, um, when the older guys talk about past experiences and uh, just things they've went through, it's it's quite the talk. Talk to Peter Hubeck about this. He's kind of in your same boat, just trying to hold on weight. You know, his goal was maybe to sit at 190 early in his career, maybe get above that. So if you had a target weight that you could sit at and stay rem- stay constant with, what would that be? Uh, that's actually my target weight, too, is 190. That's what uh, all my trainers are talking about, which I'm hoping I can hit it before next season. I'm trying to eat myself to death right now. Yeah, no doubt about it. Lots of In-N-Out burgers, lots of Chick-fil-A, I assume, back there in North Carolina? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, especially when I'm with my girlfriend. She Good thing you're a professional baseball player because it's about $15 every time you go to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> it's unreal. It's crazy. <laughs> okay, so the pitchers that you got to pitch with, man, the, the crop of arms. Of course, Jared Karos was down there for a while. Peter Hubeck was down there for a while. Chris Campos. And then, you know, just all the arms that you had on that team of just – they were insane, especially – hey, Ronaldo Yin, did you ever get to see him throw live? Yeah, a lot, actually. Uh, he came in – I saw him pitch like four or five times, I think. Yeah. He has an incredible fastball. It's like the ball just explodes out of his hand. So just – I know how competitive you are, Peyton. So just looking at the incredible elite arm talent around you, how did that – I mean, that had to have motivated you to want to raise your game too, didn't it? Oh, yeah. It was nice because, I mean, obviously, don't try to compete with any of my teammates or nothing. Like, I'm always looking at the other team like, oh, we're going to be better than them. Cause whenever like uh, I always imagine like me and all my my boys walking in like yeah we're better than them like a hundred percent but um like Karos I'll take something specific out of certain guys like Peter Hubeck his vertical on his fastball I didn't know what a vertical was on a fastball until I got to the Dodgers and he kind of explain it for people out there um just like out of the hand how much the ball goes up yeah. down horizontal um. There's like certain numbers. I don't know fully the numbers that are like what would mean it's good or great. Yeah. But uh, he kind of walked me through it and stuff. And uh, yeah, that's what I want from him. And then Jared Karos is off speed. His curveball is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Especially uh, coming out of a six foot six body. I mean, it's like it's dropping out of the sky. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And then Campos, something I took from Campos was uh, using the whole body. Like, there's not a muscle on his body that doesn't get used when he's throwing a fastball. It's crazy. But um, And then just like control, like Maddox Bruns, his control was unreal this year, like watching him pitch. And then at the beginning of the year, it wasn't like, it wasn't like a, I'm competing with this guy. It was like, let's see how long we can go with a zero ERA. You know, in the beginning of the season, it was me and him. And I was just like, yeah, because I'd pitch right after him, I think, or a couple games after me, him, and Hubeck, I was like, yeah, I'm definitely going to try to keep this on the roll with a zero. You know, Campos was a shortstop at St. Mary's. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we had a little competition at the beginning of Instructs last I year. I got to know all about it. Yeah, we uh, we would talk about going and fielding ground balls. And Karras, Karras would instigate it, too. He's like, oh, right. I wonder actually last is a shortstop here. I was like, ah. Oh. And I looked up some of Campos's, uh highlights. Don't tell him. Uh, looked up some of his highlights and he was he was really good. Pretty solid. So who oh, won the competitions? Can you say? Uh I'd say it's unfinished right oh, now. Oh, 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 oh. You got unfinished business business yeah, for yeah. spring training, huh? 
Yeah, we said, uh, um, dang, what did we say? Now, is this supported by the organization, or do we need to keep this hush? Oh, no, this is low-key. This is low-key, okay. <laughs> and whenever we figure out who wins, then we can we can talk about it. Okay. So, Peyton, hey, you ready to get some, to some fun questions? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, question number one. I mentioned this earlier. I know you're a Chick-fil-A, but what was your fast food, your go-to fast food joint in California that they didn't have back home? Okay, surprisingly, Chipotle. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't eat Chipotle. Like, least. do you go with the bowl or do you go with the burrito? What do you do here? I go with the bowl. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, that's the way you don't weigh very much because you go with yeah. all the healthy stuff, right? Yeah, it's unfortunate. You got to get the burrito with the 200 calories worth of the, you know. Um, Me and my girlfriend actually go to Moe's, Moe's Grill, and we get the burrito there. So. Oh, I can see that being, like, really big. Yeah, just, it's we have to split it, honestly. It's like, like are we talking shredded beef, turkey, chicken? What are we getting in here? Um, I say it depends on the day. You know, if it's warm outside, I get the ground beef. <laughs> nice. Oh, ground beef. Okay. Oh, yeah. You're my kind of guy. I can tell you right now. You, I'll oh, bet yeah. there's a big old. There's probably a smoker and a grill about thirty feet from where you're sitting right now. So. Yeah, there's a grill outside, and my mom owns a restaurant too. So, and it's a smokehouse, so that's a plus. Yeah, see, there you go. There's your smoker. I told you there was going to be a grill. I know all about guys like Peyton Martin. They're my kind of dudes right here. I knew all about. <laughs> that was absolutely go to. Okay, number two. If you could have one superpower, which some might say that being as young as you're, what are you, twenty years old now? Nineteen. 19 still. Wow. Okay. Some might say being able to hit 98 miles an hour at 19 years old is a superpower with the kind of personality you have. But if you could have one superpower, what would it be and why? I'd say super strength. Super strength. Yeah, because then I can throw like 300. So that'd be nice. Yeah, so. no doubt. So, you know, there's a lot of time sitting around in the clubhouse. You play cards. You Nowadays, you probably play video games. Sometimes it's a ping pong table. Occasionally at a really nice facility, you might get a pool table, right? And that's always really fun. So, okay, if an arm wrestling contest broke out for the Rancho Cucamonga Quakes, who wins? Levon uh, Reynoso. Oh, Levon. I love that dude. It's like when the ball comes out of his hands, it looks like he's throwing 500 miles an hour. Yeah, and try bumping into him in the dugout. That's the worst. Like, my ego was just, it was bad. He uh he came in after he just struck out the side, I think. And I don't even think he knows he did it. He accidentally was walking, and he just bumped into me. And I went flying, like, right into the bench. But So you know. if you ever get in a bench-clearing situation, you're going to be right behind him, right? Yeah, 100%. 100%. All right, fantastic. So LeVon Reynoso would win an arm wrestling contest. Okay, what is your coolest uh, – it doesn't have to be high school. We mentioned your high school earlier, but your coolest – sports memory that you can think of practice game doesn't matter how old you were coolest sports memory mm -hmm. oh man i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with the dodgers one since uh all the other ones are i always bring up the past so um i'd say so lao came sauron yeah, yeah he closed a game for us he, he was, was transitioning from a third baseman to being a pitcher when you saw yeah him. Yeah. yeah that's crazy yeah um so he came in, he just got to Rancho, and we were in Lake Elsinore, actually. And it was bases loaded with, like, no outs. And we're up by one run. He comes in, I think it was a pop-up, or he might have struck out the side. But he comes in screaming, and to see, like, everybody excited and everybody hyping him up, that was probably one of the, one of the top moments for me, is seeing all my guys happy.
You ever stood behind one of his pitches? No, no. Dude, his ball moves. It's a, like he could literally just get outs and throw one pitch because his ball moves. It's insane how much his ball moves. Yeah, which I watch the uh, – they have the iPad in the dugout sometimes, like the the uh, all the metrics and stuff yeah. so we can how it moves. So it's pretty nice. Yeah. Where, did you like where yours were at? Uh, I really don't look at my numbers. Okay, good. Much good. as everybody else would. Um I still just look at like below, like how hard was that? I mean, on a slider, I'll see how far it moves this way, but that's about it. Yeah. Okay. So if you could perform with one musician on stage, who would it be and why? <sighs> musician? Mm-hmm. Or if you could invite that, invite one musician to come and maybe be in the dugout for one night, who would it be and why? One musician. Um, I'm going to have to say Drake. Oh, that's the second person who said Drake. He must yeah. be popular. Yeah. If he I, need to, his- I need to get me to know some Drake if I'm going to be a guy that's talking to you guys, right? Yeah, he needs to give me some lyrics. I'll start rapping on stage with him or something. So uh, if you get on stage with Drake, are you going to sing his stuff? Are you going to perform his stuff? Or are you going to make some up some stuff up for him? Uh, if he gives me a month's notice, I can make my own stuff. Okay, fantastic. Do you play any instruments? No. no. Okay. But you would if you if you knew you were going to go on stage with Drake, right? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> okay. Who is the most famous person that you could text right now and they would respond? Oh. Ah, I'm have to say Scott Boris. Oh, wow. Wow, that's that's a cool answer. And I guarantee you I'll never get that answer ever. <laughs> Leave it up to Peyton Martin to say freaking Scott Boris. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's absolutely awesome, man. How often do you talk to him? Not not a lot, honestly. I switched to his agency just recently, and uh, you know, I was just throw it out there, make him happy or something. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, Peyton, there has been a million different people. I know your mother is very important to you. So, first of all, let me back up. Okay, you know, I know you are super super close with a lot of people, but especially your mother. You give her credit for almost everything in your life. So. Hey, being in North Carolina, all the way across the world, you said she was there for your debut and your girlfriend as well. That was cool. But having said that, how did she make it with, with Peyton being so far away for such a long time? Shoot. Um, I got no idea, honestly. That's a tough question. But her and my girlfriend saw each other a lot when I was gone, so I guess that helped out. I mean, talking about me or something. I don't know. Honestly, that's a good question. But um, – I guess calling every day. Yeah. Like, I call both of them before my starts. Um, really? Yeah. Every single nice. start. I'd go out uh, into, like, the uh, the open section or whatever, call them both, tell them about to go out and stuff, which, fun fact, we'll talk about I'll talk about it later. But, yeah. Yeah. That is very cool. Very cool. So, there's been a million different people that have helped a guy like you develop the type of personality that you can see right here with Peyton Martin, you know, the type of, of wonderful young man you become, plus all the incredible talent that you have with that Thunderbolt for a right arm. So, hey, this is your chance to thank whoever it is that you want to thank. Oh, man. Um, literally everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my family, uh, girlfriend, my sister, Sky. I didn't mention her on last, uh, our last interview, and she got kind of mad at me. So uh, shout out to her. She's she's the bomb. Um, all my pitching coaches, unreal. Jonah, he's dude, that's your my, agent, the yeah. one that sat down at Sonic and talked to you for like three and a half hours, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. At the uh, at the Sonic, it was nice. Um, 
he's amazing. He came and ate with me not long ago and we talked. And, and then um, my pitching coach from high school, Zach Soltar, the man, my head coach, Bullard, he's amazing. All the coaches there are great. Um, all my friends and stuff, especially in the Dodgers organization. Um, and Coin, my pitching, my main pitching coach, Coin and Tronky. So they always take up for me. So fun fact is before I, uh, before I pitch, I don't get dressed until like 15 minutes before the game. Like you're in shorts? Yeah, I'm in street clothes. Tank top, something like that? Yeah, yeah, in street clothes until 15 minutes before. And uh, So like, like your, your band work, your, your, your heavy ball work, your bullpens, I mean, is this all done in street clothes? No, no, I'll go out in the uniform and stuff and get situated, but I'll go out like 15 minutes for my bullpen and then get situated. Okay. Just because I feel like as free as possible, if that makes sense. Yeah. As chill. But uh, so Coin told me one time, he, uh, he called me in. He's like, yo, some of the higher up guys came in here and it was like 10, 15 minutes before the game. And they were like, oh, dude, why are you still in street clothes? Why is Peyton in street clothes? And he said, just trust it. Just trust it. And that was when I pitched against Stockton. And I went, but no runs, like one hit. And I was like, yes, thank God that was a good game. <laughs> hey, again, the Dodgers want Peyton Martin to be Peyton Martin, even if they kind of go, what in the world are we doing here, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That is awesome. Hey, by the way, I need to get Coin on for an interview. I have not talked to him yet. So you might put a good word in for me on that one because I'd like to get him on and, and talk about that. Okay, one last question from me. Okay, you got to be around Shoemaker, the legendary coach there for a manager, I should say, for Rancho Cucamonga. So, first of all, talk about him, what he's meant to you. Uh, he was uh, he was like family to me when I was there because, like, anything, any issues I had, he was always there to help me, back me up. Um, if I had a bad game, he's always there to tap me on the knee, tell me I was okay. Or um, if I had a good game, he was always there to praise me. But um, he's, like, really easy to talk to. And after every game, like, if we lose – yeah, it sucks, whatever. But when we win, it's it's unreal. There was a video of him when they won against Inland mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Oh man, you have to go look it up. It's it's crazy. But uh, he's like he's an idol to most guys. Um, his personality and the way he coaches everything is it's very nice. Fantastic. And have you ever seen him out of uniform? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's no. amazing, isn't it? <laughs> maybe like on a road trip. But that's about it. Like a day we're not playing on a road trip. But besides that, always in uniform. Did you have time to go to Disneyland? No. Uh, they did that all-star break, and I came home all-star break to see my family. So, yeah. Oh, wow. I'm sure Simon led you guys around. Simon Reed, a catcher. He's from Southern California. I'm sure he was your go-to tour guide. No, no. Um, I kind of spent most of my time with John Edwards. Oh, Jonathan, yeah. Man, that yeah. dude has some serious – he has some yeah. good stuff, doesn't he? He's like my best bud. He's – Yeah. God. Have you ever asked him about his uncle? No. Ask him about his uncle, if you, Tommy Smith. Uh, if you see it, 1967, he was on the – he actually won a, a, a silver medal in the 1967 Olympics. Yeah. and what? and Yeah, and he, you can see pictures of him – on the podium, ask him about it sometimes. It, it's it's pretty cool. Matter of fact, Jonathan actually in sixth grade wrote an essay on his uncle, 
And so that's pretty cool. Yeah. So if you ever, wow. if you're ever, I'm sure you will be, but ask him about his uncle sometime. It's a really, really cool story. Oh, yeah. He comes from some uh, serious pedigree in the Georgia Southern there. Fantastic baseball program. So very cool that you guys hung out together. He is yeah. a very talented young man. So, hey, Peyton, I've taken a lot of your time. I know you're extremely busy. So I really appreciate you. This is the second time you come into Dodgers Daily. So, hey, thank you so much and best of luck. Absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate it.